0: Well, hello. Uh, My name is Adam, and I don't know why I said it in such an awkward way. Like, I didn't know. Um, I think my name is Adam. Pretty
1: sure. (laughs) Well, um, also, my name is (laughs) Polly.
0: Pretty sure. We're doing great, as always. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Off to a rip-roaring start. Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> chugged a coffee before this, so I apologize. I am
1: currently chugging my coffee, which I will try and do very quietly <laughs> just, and not in your ears. Just though. in the background. <laughs> Uh, I'll feel really bad if it if it is in the background when everybody's listening. I
0: apologize. just bonus uh, bonus content for folks who really like to hear other people <laughs> drink stuff. I guess, oh. which is a whole thing on YouTube.
1: Oh, really? That would not be me. I have um, misophonia. Yeah, so I am. Mm-hmm. I hate my entire family. <laughs> but the fiery passion with every family meal we have. It's yeah. like has the opposite effect of what it's
0: supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. That's kind of That's where I'm at. Mm. So, if anyone doesn't like mouth sounds, <laughs> you're you're in for a opposite of treats. What's the opposite <laughs> trick? <laughs> oh man.
1: Okay, well, this might be a good segue into the podcast refresh.
0: Yep. <laughs> Cuz we're we're slap happy this Uh-huh. Month. We're doing a good job. Um yeah, so if you are new to the podcast, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm not, this is like I'm not gonna be able a great to, place to start. I can't drink this coffee now because <laughs> I start to
1: laugh every time I try to drink it.
0: Um, but okay. if you are old to this podcast or if you're new, we are doing a little bit of a, a little rebranding, a little bit of reboot in the new year, which is very exciting. We have. Some new formats that we're going to play around mm-hmm. with and we're all very excited about it. But um, this will be I i feel like the podcast moving forward will be uh, as equally unhinged, but perhaps with better <laughs> structure. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so great for everybody involved. Um, but yes, uh, this will be the last podcast we put out for the rest of the year. And then we will be back on January 12th with an exciting new Podcast yeah. style, format, yeah, and design. All that. Yeah. <laughs> when you said unhinged but not, it just made me
1: think of like painting, you know, like taking off an old screen door, <laughs> putting on a new beautiful screen door, but still letting it just sort of slightly... Yeah
0: list from the we'll see <laughs> from its hinges. The thing is, if you take off new. the old screen door and put on a brand new screen door, but the house itself itself is still just like crooked and falling apart, <laughs> you've just got a really nice screen door. Yeah. On true. a decrepit old house. <laughs> which is how I think about myself all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is me getting dressed in the morning. <laughs> Look at this screen door I'm putting on today. Oh boy. Um, yeah. so anyway, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm excited that we'll have maybe some new focus. We'll be bringing on more people to Mm -hmm. chat. Um, We'll have some, I think, different, a different way to make sure that we're talking about a wider range of books because Mm -hmm. the danger always with us talking about books we love is that we keep talking about the books we love over and over again. So um, it's a good and bad thing, but, and, We'll probably do that again today. And
0: Yeah. I was like, that's wow, Polly has really set me up for a is, segue. <laughs>
1: we're gonna do that today and then we're gonna
0: gonna close the book on that, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um yeah, I'm excited. I think it's I think it's gonna be good and uh to have a, an explicitly bookish podcast where we talk about all kinds of stuff, um, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. folks Hopefully reconnect with their love of reading because that's what I love to do. As someone who has sometimes struggled with loving to read, mm-hmm. just because of like burnout and the world being the world sometimes. Um, but I'm excited. Uh, but yes, the segue that Polly set me up for is with all that being said. Right now, we're going to talk about some books we love.
1: <laughs> I mean, we're always going to talk about <laughs> books we love.
0: We're not. We're not going to talk about books we hate. But, but. Yeah. that would be a, a fun bonus. Episode. I mean, <laughs> just like, let's rant about <laughs> things incoherently. We'll never be able to that publish we, it with that, but, we. <laughs> and that we hate red. For, like, <laughs> um,
1: well, yeah. So, you know, it is December. Mm-hmm. And what all of us bookish people do at this time of year is do our year end wrap up. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be no different. Yeah, we're going to give you we're going to give the people what they want. Yeah, let's give them our year
0: end wrap up. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, let's talk about best books of the year. Yeah. Do, 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 do. That's my theme song. I love your theme (laughs) song. Good job. (laughs) Okay, so best books of the year. Uh, I don't know about you, but it was uh, very, very difficult to choose some favorites this year. 2023 has been an incredible reading and publishing year, um, I have in my notes, I mean, Page Boy by Elliot Page and Raw Dog by Jamie Loftus both came out this year. We are truly blessed. Both of those books are just knockouts. Recommend both. Um, but before I begin, I also wanted to give a huge shout out to RF Kuang, as everyone knows. She is just my literary bay She is the absolute best. Her books are incredible. Babel itself is a stunner. But it's also a book that literally every single person on the planet has talked about. Um, So it's already hyped. I chose consciously to not include it in my list of winners, even though it is my humble opinion that book is a literal masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was just like, okay, top books of the year, excluding Babel, which I did read this year. Um, But that being said, here is my official list of my top three books of the year. With a few bonuses because because I just wanted to include them as because well. We're chaotic like yeah. that. Okay, so da, 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 da. Uh, in third place, uh, I have the Happy Couple by Nisha Dolan. Nisha Dolan is a uh, Irish author. You know how I feel about Irish authors. Um, she is the most Sally Rooney author, and this book is the most Sally Rooney book that has ever Sally Rooney'd. Um, when I saw your notes, <laughs> I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but um, yeah, like this book, I she's written a book before that I didn't really finish. I didn't super love it. Um, but I saw we had The Happy Couple earlier this year as a, an advanced reader's copy. And I was like, OK, cool. Like she's this book sounds interesting. It sounds very queer. And it is just truly impeccable. Um, it's one of those books where. Sometimes I will read a book that is about queer characters that doesn't necessarily feel queer. But this book is, it's like conversations I have with my friends, which is a Sally Rooney book. And I didn't mean to make that <laughs> reference, but it's like. But didn't you? Mm, maybe I did. Um, it It's just like reading the dialogue and the decisions these absolute disaster characters <clears throat> make. Just reminds me so much of what it's like to be young-ish and queer in this time period. Mm. And it's just – all of the characters are so messy. The relationships are just nightmarish. And it is such a good lit fic about friendship and love and what family means and being wrapped up in the idea of something rather than the reality. Um it's at the heart of the story. It's about the happy couple, um, a, a couple who have decided to get married, and neither of them are particularly enthused about getting married. Oh. But they're like, well, this is what we're going to do. And it's just a train wreck. So you just keep watching this story unfold, being like, you two should really break up. And they're just like, no, we're going to get married because we've decided we're going to get married. And that's just how it's going to be. So it's about them. It's about their friend group and some family members. It's altering um perspectives. And it's just so incredibly funny and clever and cutting and has a lot of really, really good examinations of just society and culture and especially how we view marriage culture almost, specifically like wedding culture, mm-hmm. which is entirely different. Um, weddings are just really hyped in our country. But it's just, it's so good. It's so funny. It's one of those books that as soon as I read it, I wanted to recommend it to everyone, which was a huge bummer because it only recently was published. But now I can recommend it. Um, but it's lovely. If you like lit fic, if you like messy characters, if you like just young people being dumb, it's a great book. Um, very, very queer, very funny, good book. Um, in second place, I have She Who Became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan, which is a fantasy book that just completely blew me out of the water. It's set in um, China, actual like China. It's like a historical fantasy book. And um, it's set, of course, like I said, historical. So in the past, and it follows these characters that really play with gender in a way that's really interesting like the main character i've kind of described her slash him because like there's just it's the the character is a woman but she dresses up as a man in order to get ahead um Mm -hmm. in her in her just like her culture and everything that's happening um so sometimes she refers to herself as she and sometimes he so it's just kind of fluid um but it's kind of like Mulan if Mulan was the origin story of like a despot it's great (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Um, but she is a really fascinating character um, because she plays around with like masculinity as a way of like getting power and then there's like another character who feels emasculated for various reasons and it's like him unpacking gender stuff Um, So you have all this fantasy going on in the background and in the forefront as well. It's not like – it's still a fantasy novel. but Then you also have these really intricate discussions of what it feels like to be a person. There's a lot of like really good unpacking of misogyny within the text as well. The Mm. prose is also just magnificent. It's so pretty and lush um, with such good descriptions of everything. It's one of those books where like sometimes I'll read – Especially with fantasy, I think authors can get a little ahead of themselves and write sometimes too much mm. um, because they're just describing everything. and sometimes like I'll go through and I'll be like, okay, well, this is nice, but you can you can cut this out. you can cut it. And when it comes to She who became the Sun, every single line is just worthwhile. Like it's just it needs to be in the text. They did such a good job. Um, Shelley Parker Chan is definitely, like, a favorite author now. I have the sequel at home. I bought it because I loved She Who Became the Mm -hmm. Sun so much that I immediately bought the sequel. Um, And I'm looking forward to reading that sometime soon. Very nice. Yeah, really, really good. Highly recommend it, especially if folks read the Poppy War series by R.F. Kuang and wanted something – With maybe, like, more oomph to Mm -hmm. it. I think Mm -hmm. the Poppy War series is pretty dark. It's, like, grim dark. uh, But it has a lot of action. But if you want a character or characters that are maybe spend more time thinking about Mm -hmm. implications Mm -hmm. rather than acting, um, She Who Became the Sun is excellent. Um, So that just leaves first place, uh, Mm -hmm. which is my favorite. Do, 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 do. My favorite book of the year and possibly my favorite book of all time. I have That's already read bold, it. Bold, bold, crying out. When I was reading, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh! This is this is my this is my type of book." Um, I love it so much. I have already read it twice this year. Um, I I love it so much that I went to an event with the Raven where they invited a couple of publishing representatives to talk about some books of theirs. And I just politely raised my hand during the middle of the presentation just so I could give a book talk about this specific <laughs> book. Um, so that's how much I love it. Um, but it is In Memoriam by Alice Wynn. So this is a, a specific book for, I think, a specific reader because it is about World War I, which is not a happy topic. Um, it's specifically about young men and the realities of what – this war looked like for those young men um not a lot of people know that a lot of the folks who fought in the war were literal teenagers it's pretty awful um so you've got a war novel but at the heart of the story you also have a really tender and lovely queer romance Mm -hmm. um about two characters who are best friends and are also living uh in a time and place where they can't exactly explicitly express their feelings towards one another because it is illegal to be queer during this time period. Um so it's kind of it's a difficult book to recommend sometimes because I think people hear like oh war story and then they're just like oh so there's a romance in the war story so you're telling me it's going to be a tragic romance. Thanks a lot. Um it is a romance. If you are familiar with the genre itself, it's not a romance like it would be shelved within mm. romance, mm-hmm. but the romance itself is a romance oh, if you get yes. if you get my drift. Everybody <laughs> they'll, they'll be okay, you okay. Know. They're going to be okay. <laughs> um not but a it's spoiler alert, it's just what the genre just, demands. Yeah, it's just it's gorgeous. It's the the interplay of, like, the different characters and how they talk to one another. It's very quippy and fast and funny. Um, if you like boarding school books, mm. if you like those, like, English novels where, like, these rich young men are just, like, hanging out and lounging around and then, oh, no, there's a war happening, which I do. Okay? I admit I do. <laughs> I loved Bride's Head Revisited, okay? I loved it so much. Um, But speaking of, In Memoriam kind of takes those similar themes where a lot of these texts that you often see, it's more subtext in the way that queer relationships are Mm. represented. But In Memoriam makes it actual text where, Mm, like, the queer love can be expressed. Um, It's really, really beautiful. The way I have kind of tried to recommend it is it's like if you like Song of Achilles – you will love in memoriam it's a very very similar vibe of just like friends to lovers in a impossible environment and somehow still finding love it's just it's gorgeous it's ah, uh, i need to it's, go put this on hold immediately the audiobook is amazing okay i'm going to highly do. recommend the audiobook yeah. it's like it's a rough book it's about war and the author does not flinch away from that but oh It's
1: so good. (laughs) I know. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before because I have this weird thing where I hate war. I love war movies. Mm -hmm. Don't hate them. Pretty much hate sports. Love sports movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know why I'm built that way, but I am. And so this sounds like something that I would absolutely love. It's wonderful. I accidentally stumbled across um, the remake of All Quiet on the Western Front Mm -hmm. recently, I mean it's like it is brutal but like the start of it felt exactly like what you're talking mm-hmm. about like they're just in a boarding school and everybody's going through the line to get their uniforms and the uniforms are you're you're watching the uniforms
0: be taken off of dead soldiers and watching this uh, yeah um anyways yeah but it's i'm the same i mean i'm i know for a fact i've talked about dunkirk on this podcast Mm -hmm. because i remember the specific (laughs) gif i put in the show notes I mean, Um, Harry, but also. Yes. It's a great great movie. I will probably rewatch it sometime soon. But I, I too, like war stories, I think because they get to, they boil down human nature in such a succinct way where it's just like we do these just ridiculous things Mm -hmm. for what when at the end of the day, like. Just what is the point of all of this? Human connection is the most important thing, and war is literally severing that connection. You just foreshadowed one of my books. Amazing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, In Mm. Memoriam is, like I said, possibly my favorite book of all time. It is literally everything I could have ever asked for in a book. I I love it so much. Love it. I love to hear it. Perfect, perfect, perfect. A couple notable mentions. I'm not going to go into too much detail just because we don't have a lot of time. Um, MT Theater by Jack Jemk, which is a historical fiction. Really, really funny and clever and ridiculous. The Fraud by Zadie Smith is my first Zadie Smith book. She's amazing. I know that. I've known that before. Now I've read her books. She's great. (laughs) Um, And I think I've mentioned this maybe briefly, but I wanted to mention it again. Um, A Study in Drowning by Ava Reed. Great fae book about if you like – Creepy Faye, which I do. I don't I don't want the nice hot ones. I want the creepy ones covered in goo. Okay. But yeah. Fair warning for everybody who's like,
1: oh hey, Faye. No.
0: No, It's not the kind you want to kiss. It's the kind you want to run away from. (laughs) Mm, This is like, you know, like nightmare Faye, which is my favorite. (laughs) Okay. But those are my favorites. All right, and then a couple of bonus. Applause for your books. Woo-hoo. Applause for your books. Okay,
1: um, so mine, uh, I kind of went the other direction in some ways from what you went from. My books just probably don't need any hype whatsoever. Sorry to other books that maybe could have used more <laughs> hype. I just went with some books that already people already loved, mm-hmm. but they were already loved for a reason. So my criteria for choosing them was that I read them in 2023 and I still think about them once a week. Mm-hmm. Um so just talking today about the books that just that I read and that just really pierced me and like really taught me something about myself this year and yeah. something that I learned about myself this year is that I actually really do care about writing and yeah. I really like prose that reads like poetry and I'm sort of pride myself on not being a book snob and if the story's good and the writing like conveys I'm fine with that mm-hmm. I don't you know I don't have a problem with that but when I run across a book where the writing is just like stops me yeah yeah I'm, it's just making my little brainworm so happy. Yeah. (laughs) Like right now. So I don't know if this is, if I've always felt that. I mean, I think I have always felt this way, but I've just, I'm having to read so much for, for a bunch of different things that, you know, now it's, I'm realizing like, oh, I keep going back to these things. Or like Mm -hmm. when I, like what we're doing now, if I look back over a bunch of stuff that I read and I pick them out, I'm like, what's the theme between these it's that, yeah. You know, so um, I think I'm just gonna really lean into that, you yeah, know, for next year. So
0: that sounds like a great idea.
1: Okay, read the books you love. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's nobody's ever thought of it before, and it's a really unique, wild concepts. <laughs> but I'm gonna try. Polly it. invented it today. I invented it today. Thank you. Um, okay, so third place. Uh, apologies to Kurt Vonnegut. You're only in third place, but but Slaughterhouse Five. Um, I did actually just read it for the first time this year. So I'm a little behind the curve, I realize. Um, but, and I, you know, don't always love to give props to an old dead, you know, mayo man. But I just really, really loved this book. And it yeah. was devastating for all the reasons that you just talked about mm-hmm. within Memoriam. So like, you know, but his, his focus was really on war. You know what yeah. I mean? It was that was the entire focus and just the ludicrous, ridiculous, absolutely pointless, you know, anything having to do with war is just antithetical to being human. Like yeah. why do we do this? Um, and it just he had this kind of starkness and he used repetition in a particular way you mm-hmm. know the, the so it goes so it goes over and over again um i don't know it just sort of blew me away and so yeah. it's, it was kind of one of those where like all right yeah i see why i see why this one is hung on so yeah yeah <laughs> um and it was really good and it was just you know for better or for worse for you know it, it read fresh you know yeah. when that unfortunately it read fresh. So, mm-hmm. um, so that was my third place. And second place was Matrix by Lauren Groff. Oh. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cannot help but go, oh, everybody. So okay. Good. Yes.
1: Um, gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, the writing just really transported me. I, it's one of those where you remember what you were doing when you were reading or listening to I listened to it and then mm-hmm. and read it. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, Adjo Ando, did I? Yeah, I think that's right. Ajoa Ando. I think I had that wrong. She's the Lady Danbury on, in oh, the Bridgerton yeah. series. Okay. um She reads it, and her voice is incredible and it's yeah. stunning. And she just does an amazing job of bringing you right in. So, um, but there are just, you know, lines and insights that keep coming back to me and I keep turning them over. So, like, um, if you don't know what this book is about, it is about a um, a woman who at 17 inherits, essentially, the being a prioress of a nunnery. And this is um, the late—oh, no, 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 I'm blanking on the years of so the late eleven hundred. I would like, it's yeah medieval medieval yeah it's um, a long time ago <laughs> a long day ago um so she um inherits this place and it is just destitute and a mess and whatever and and it's just the story of um her life and what she does and how she does it and her insights on mm-hmm. how she becomes who she becomes mm-hmm. um so anyway, um, if you think, well, that's, i thought you were talking about the Keanu Reeves movie. No, mm-hmm. it wasn't that? Even though he's amazing, uh, it's it's incredible, and I urge you to pick it up and give yeah. it a try. Um, I mean, just even the opening, the opening scene, the opening lines, just
0: yeah. wonderful. So it's, yeah, it's one of those books where because we did this for Queer Book Club, and it. I was not super excited about reading it, and then I started reading it, and I I think I read it in a day because mm. it is so yeah. incredibly transportive. the The prose, yeah, like you mentioned when you were talking about the type of books you love, it's so it is like poetry in motion. Yes. Just how everything unfolds, um, and it's so it's so not what you think it's going to be because when you hear like, oh, she's in charge of an abbey, cool is the sound of music. What is this? Yeah. It is just so unexpected. It's gorgeous. It was one of the best conversations we had mm-hmm. in Queer Book Club because there's so much to unpack. It's yeah. just and it's a small book, too. Yeah, it's it just a small book. Big thoughts. So good.
1: Um. So anyways, Groff is a powerhouse yeah. and I uh, have not read anything else she's done. And I feel like I really should because I'm pretty sure that she's had two books beyond like land on obama's like favorite books of the year Mm -hmm. so um obviously i love her writing and obviously Mm -hmm. i am missing out so Mm -hmm. that is that's going on my list of stuff i will be doing in 2024 also is catching up on all things lauren yeah (laughs) and um so my first place is this is how you lose the time war by amal el-motar and max gladstone i heard the buzz I believed the buzz and now I am the buzz mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I don't even know if I can adequately explain like how much I loved this book. How, how? you said you read that book. I mm-hmm. I bought the book. I have read the book a few times now. Yeah. It, is a, it is also a small book and fast book. I've read it a few times now. And I also just go to sections and reread them because it is an epistolary novel it is two um two agents writing back and forth to each other um and they are red and blue and they are opposing agents in this time war and they Mm -hmm. are falling in love in these letters over time over space and and it just activated all my "I'm falling in love" feels. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was. I mean, it is. It's also a romance. Little question
0: mark at the end. I mean, you just. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you yes. can make that argument. It is, but it is. It's like the ultimate enemies to lovers. It is, and it's it is, so
1: good. It is. If it if it is not a true romance, it is incredible. Incredibly romantic and just incredibly sensual writing without saying anything that is directly sensual. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's gorgeous. And um, Amal El Motar is is a poet also and like has a book of poetry out and I know she's got some other stuff out too but um I just the cleverness of the writing and the pop culture and the Easter Easter eggy little inserts that are in there it's just really smart and it's really sexy and mm-hmm. and I love it and it is like I, I love it. that's why it's my number one it's yeah. my
0: number one it's um, it's good it's good it was yeah. Hyped for a reason. It I love that book. It was hyped
1: for a reason. And I was really excited for them because the book came out in like 2019, I think. About that, yeah. Yeah. And then it just got this bump over the last year because a, a blogger, you know, said something about it mm-hmm. and, you know, shot to the top. And, and it's it deserved it. Yeah. So um, my notable mentions for this year are Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Um, I wasn't sure how to feel about it when I read the premise. I read it. It is, it may be very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does that. I <laughs> um, had a lot of feelings about it. It was very well done and also just very, just, dis- I was disturbed. And also, I was, I learned things yeah. about myself and about other people. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It was it made me have a lot of feelings and I, I think about it a lot. So mm-hmm. um yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know if I would say it was like the my most pleasurable read, but yeah. it, if I felt like it was an important read and like it made me think about things. Yeah. And then Lord of Scoundrels by Loretta Chase. Um, This one's a little bit cheaty because I didn't read it for the first time this year, but I went back and reread it. Um, And it really is, I will say, it's just really brilliant. It's an almost perfect romance in terms of plotting and writing. Um, It is from 1995. There are (laughs) some dated concepts in it. Um, The one thing, the only thing that really bothers me is... um, there is definitely some sizeism and fat shaming in that book, and it's the '90s. And yeah, and and I, it does take me out of the book a little bit. And if it wasn't for that, it would be a nearly perfect book. Um, but I don't. I I I put that in its little box and I put it aside, and I read the book anyway. So um, I listened to an episode of Faded Mates, which is Sarah McLean's podcast. And they took the book apart and then I, so I went back and reread it and it's all there and it just, it really did remind me why I love romance and it, you know, opened the door for me to sort of get back into reading romance a little bit more and I'm going to have some time to do that over this, you know, next month or two. So I'm pretty Mm -hmm. excited. I have Knockout by Sarah McLean waiting for me that it's part of the Hell's Bells series and... I'm excited because I pretty much love everything she does.
0: Yeah, she's one of those authors. I I think I've read one of her books, but when people start talking about uh, what's your favorite romance author, she is mentioned so many times. Mm-hmm. Her books are just so mentioned so much.
1: Yeah, she just she really just does does them right. She really does. Um. Yeah. So that's it. I don't have any more notable mentions. Whatsoever, yeah, but um, there's our there's yeah. picks,
0: those are our official, books. those are our winners,
1: those are notables. Mm-hmm. The end, yes, no, not the end. We have more, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay? So we have reached the point where we um try to uh end, <laughs> <laughs> but we. <laughs> But we will, and it just we end up just rambling for another will, thirty minutes. We won't. We won't ramble. <laughs> we will.
1: Um, we will scamper and cavort. But yes. we,
0: we'll frolic. Uh, but, we, but we won't ramble mm-hmm. within a time limit. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot of times, uh, this is kind of the section where just like we ask, "What are you currently obsessed with?" But mm-hmm. I thought a, a good question um, to ask, uh, just as a final little note, is, "What book?" Or books are you most excited to read next year? And for me, the the question we typically ask, what are you currently obsessed with, directly coincides with the book I am most excited to read. Because as everyone should know by now, uh, it's already been mentioned. Uh, my forever obsession is Harry Styles. I like mm-hmm. how he, he eats bread. Uh, that's the gif. The gif that I mentioned earlier about Dunkirk. Um, But it's specifically because One Direction was my favorite band. I think boy bands are perfect. Mm. They're wonderful. What can be said about boy bands except that they are the epitome of music and just aesthetic and just absolutely feral Fandoms, I love them so much. They've been a hyperfixation of mine for a while. I am literally a 90s baby. I think it was just I was born and the world was just like, you're going to be this way because you're in the 90s and you have to be. And I was like, dope. I'll do that. Dumped you right into the boy band suit. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, And boy bands are also one of those things where a lot of times if people say nasty things about them or think they hate them, um, maybe check your misogyny because uh, do you hate the Beatles? Mm. No? You think the Beatles is great? Mm -hmm. Did you know the Beatles were a boy band? Huh? (laughs) Um, But that's uh, just one of my favorite things. Um, And you might have noticed that I said One Direction was my favorite band. Because after like is coming. <laughs> after many, many years of listening to them nearly nonstop, Best Day Ever is literally the song that is plays as my wake-up alarm. I listen to them daily. They've been my favorite for a long, long, long time. And I think they have been dethroned <laughs> by the ultimate boss of boy bands, which is K-pop. Okay, so like... I've been wanting to get into K-pop for a really long time uh, because they're the ultimate boss of boy bands, but I haven't been able to find a group that quite speaks to me. And then... oh. And then, oh, I discovered Stray Kids. We got to talk about this. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. When I saw your notes, I was like, yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Stray Kids is my new personality. Um, I'm really upset that there are no songs on Spotify Wrapped uh, because it is truly a new personality. I discovered them a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And I guarantee you if Spotify Wrapped didn't stop recording information at the time it did, um, they would be my number one artist, and I literally started listening to them a couple of weeks ago. That is how much I listen to them. Mm. It's nonstop. They're perfect. It's all I listen to these days, and I will probably spend a d- disgusting amount of money to see them live. Start saving now. I uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss my financial decisions. <laughs> this is just how it's gonna be. Mm. I'm already looking at things on eBay where I'm just like, do I need this? You know, skazoo, which is like a, they have a thing, so they're called stray kids. But just then, they have these little these little animals that represent them, and it's so their skazoo. Anyways, I'm is very the amount of money you, I want to spend. You don't,
1: I, you don't have to explain to me. I have walked into my daughter's bedroom and been like, "Whoa, well, uh, well there's you know, there was your student loans, or there was
0: stray kids. Yeah, like, uh huh." I got you. Um, (laughs) But yeah, if anyone is curious, my bias is Han because he's a perfect little angel baby. Um, And that was a very long and totally necessary explanation of why I'm excited (laughs) about this particular book. I'm bringing it back around. It's called The Band by Christine Ma Kellums, which is a a book about a psychiatrist or psychologist who harbors – a k-pop member after some like publicity stuff happens um and he needs a place to stay and so it's a discussion on fan culture and like i mentioned the Mm. rabidness Mm -hmm. of fan culture specifically around boy bands and especially around um k-pop uh it's just it truly a unique beast Um, so i'm really excited to read that and then when i was looking at um, books. I also forgot to men- I forgot to include in my original notes uh, "Fruit of the Dead" by Rachel Lyon, which is a Persephone and Demeter retelling. Mm. Um, I read earlier this year "Self Portrait with Boy" by this author, which is for sure in my top ten books of the year. Okay. I just didn't include it in my three because okay. we don't have it in our system, um, but I will be requesting it because it's okay. just a a lit fic that will. Tear out your insides. Uh, but it's a lot of really beautiful discussions of art um, and the morality of art. Um, so I'm really excited to read Fruit of the Dead because I think this author is um, very similar Lauren Groff vibes, just maybe not. It's like a mix of Lauren Groff and Sally Rooney. So okay. I just, just – chef's kiss. Uh, okay. But those are the books that I'm excited well, about. Well, I'm interested in that, the Fruit of the Dead one that you mentioned Yeah, yeah.
1: Persephone is my – yeah, personal guidance mm-hmm. <laughs> that I that I look to at times. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, as you saw my notes, so my kids are huge Stray Kids fans. Love it. So my two youngest, like that, is their top, top, top. ATs is another band mm-hmm. that they are into, and they're they're always like get it, mom. Like eight a- it's spelled a t e z z, but it's also like 80s. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. See, mm-hmm. Yes, I get it. Ha, ha, ha. So, um, which I, I admit I didn't until they pointed it out to me. So. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and I think they have been Stray Kids fans for like a bajillion years now. Yeah, because they've been so around for a while. Yeah, they. Um, my kids quickly did not buy into that other band that everybody likes, mm-hmm. the big name one. Mm-hmm. They were like, whatever. I like this band, and so I'll have to ask who their their biases and all this stuff. But I, if you ever need to get caught up on, I don't know the last. Some years
0: of the lives
1: <laughs> of these people, the comings and goings, every Twitter post that's ever been made mm-hmm. about the band ever, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every video or gift that's ever come out with any of them in it. Just let me know. Amazing.
0: I, I can I do I can, I can, I can ex- hook you. your homework is to figure out what their bias is because I want to know. OK, I will. I ask. I think it's him. fascinating.
1: I will ask them um, Okay, so, well, let me just absolutely take it down about a thousand (laughs) from that. Uh, And I'm going to say that the book I am most excited about reading is Wandering Stars by Tommy Orange, which is his follow-up to There, There. It will be out on February 27th. And um, I will say that There, There is, like my favorites of this year, is a book that just knocked me completely sideways. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I immediately was telling everybody, read this book, read this book, read this book. And I think, I mean, part of it might have been that I was lucky enough to be able to see Tommy Orange speak about the book when it came out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And he is just, he was just like the most matter of fact, like, a a surprising author i mean you know like you go to so many author events and you kind of you hear the same things over and over again Mm -hmm. maybe in a little bit different ways but you know you love these people and you love what they have to say whatever and tommy was like yeah i never read when i was a kid (laughs) i never went to the library like i mean he was just like
0: yeah, I no, love that. That's didn't, like didn't even do those things. That reminds me of Nedy which is like, no, I never wanted to be an author. I wanted to do sports stuff, and right. then I couldn't do sports stuff, and so I decided to just be a genius. Right. <laughs> I was, yeah. Um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll just do
1: this genius thing. Uh-huh. That whatever. So, um, anyway, he was just, you know, and he's he writes about the Native American indigenous experience from the lens of a person who grew up as an urban indian like did mm-hmm. not live on the reservation yeah. didn't have that experience and he makes that kind of clear but um however the the book um, wandering stars that's coming out is actually a pre- like a prequel in in Ooh. of sorts to um they're there so it um, starts at the Sandy Creek Massacre, Sand Creek Massacre of 1864, and um, then it is set in the Carlisle Industrial School for Indians, um, which, if, you know, just like every Indian school, was absolutely um, a horrific night- yep. nightmare. And so, you follow this three generations um, all the way up to the aftermath of um, in. In There There, there's a character who is um, shot. And so I'm thinking I want to go back and read There There so I can sort of trace it again before I mm-hmm. pick up Wandering Stars. So it's not, um, you know, and, and if if you've read There There, you know it like jumps back and forth it's got maybe like 12 perspectives or something like that so it's Mm -hmm. just told from all of these different perspectives all leading up marching up to this Mm -hmm. one event and so um i'm very interested to see how he does this i think he kind of goes back and forth in time too with this three generations but Mm -hmm. sounds like it's gonna be brutal like i think it will legitimately like break me yeah and that might be right up your alley. I know that you're kind of into that, so, <laughs> so I'll let you know. Make if I cry. can't get out of bed for a couple <laughs> days after I've read the book, um, I'll just you know, slide it your way so you can you can get sad too. But um, his writing is just really incredible, and I'm really you know looking forward to if you can say looking forward to yeah. something that you know will just thrash you. Yeah. Um, but I am. I I like to see what he does next.
0: Yeah, he's just one of those authors that's always been on my list. So I'm also excited um, to either read this or finally get around to reading There There.
1: Highly recommend. I really do. It's just, yeah, it was, it was very, um, I don't know, it's like when you, you're just like, I read so many things, when you finally pick something up where you're like, ah, this is like, this is actually something new. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that, you know, the other stuff that you've read isn't also good. But yeah. it's just this like just sort of takes you and like boop, turns you just yeah. a little bit. So you just see a little bit differently because it's come something you just haven't read before. So, yeah, Um. anyway, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward for yeah. to 2024. And so maybe I can get my hands on an arc somewhere yeah. before it comes
0: out. That would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Um, We can just pass it around and everyone can just read it and cry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a great bonding activity.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know what we're doing at our next staff meeting. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. Well, I am looking forward to our next recording session because it's going to be like our new format. And I'm looking forward to... Everybody who's currently listening or who stumbles across us later, Mm -hmm. um, like, hearing the new format, letting us know, like, what you think, what you want to hear more of, you know, what you don't want to hear about. Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll hear, please go back to Harry Styles. (laughs) I want
0: more Harry Styles content. Oh, there will always be Harry Styles content. (laughs) Don't you worry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But um, I hope everybody's year-end reviews, you know. Make them happy and yeah. and regale their families around their respective holiday tables. Yep. Yeah. And you talk about that instead of any other number of terrible things you can talk
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> for the holidays. Or you talk about terrible books. You could also do that. Mm. <clears> and by true. terrible books, I mean good books with terrible things in them. Or you could just, you know, talk about books you hate read
1: with that's your family right.
0: that's fine and normal
1: okay we're just we're gonna I think we're just gonna have to put that like somewhere on our <laughs> radar for next year but do something really like interesting with it yeah we'll have to we'll have to have we'll probably have to have a hate read episode
0: <laughs> we won't tell you what books they are or
1: who the authors are we'll just tell you it'll be very ba- vague why we hated the books uh-huh but...
0: <laughs> you'll have to figure it out it'll be a puzzle
1: yep <laughs> all right well happy
0: reading everybody Happy reading.